Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud with Nurse Michelle on the Thursday edition. Today we're going to be talking about some realities that are actually still impacting people around our country because the vaccine mandate impacted a lot of people's careers and lives all over this country. And though we all want to believe that COVID is behind us or COVID is over, Sadly, the impact of COVID is still having its play on a lot of people's lives. And there's a lot of stories out there that we're all doing what we can to get out there to you all. And it's going to touch home for some people. And if you're one of those that's going to be touched by a story that gets told here today, you can write to the nurses on Nurses Out Loud just by going to americaoutloud.com slash nurses out loud. And you'll see that there is a space there for you to send the nurses an email And maybe your story is the next one that needs to be told out here. And the question is, why do we need to hear these stories? Well, for one thing, we do not want what happened in this last three years to ever happen again. And our children will see these problems. Our children will have to face these same battles if we do not fight for what we see blatantly happening right in front of us. There is something for all of us to do. And we want to inspire each of you to do something in your community and make an impact where you are. So today I have with me nurse Tori Jensen, and she has been a nurse for the last 10 years in San Diego, California. And before that, she was a registered dietitian for about five years. So she has been in this clinical world for at least 15 years, and she has a story to tell. And I'm I'm going to introduce her to you, but I think pretty soon after I introduce her to you, I would like you to hear something I, how I discovered her on Instagram was her, an interaction that happened to her in her hospital in 2021. So first of all, thanks for coming here, Tori. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, this is exciting to get to have you here. And I'm going to attempt to play this from Instagram real quick. I am being escorted out of Kaiser Permanente Hospital for um, my religious beliefs. What would you say to people who are watching this and going, you made such a big deal about something and it's not that serious? I would say to them that I care more about what God thinks than I care about what you think or about what my hospital thinks. Because when God's like, hey, no, this isn't for you. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't need to understand why. And I don't need to write you a book report on why either. It's just, that's it. Well, there it is. Needless to say, that's what got my attention. And um, even when it got my attention, I realized I had actually seen her go be escorted out when it actually happened. It, it, it may have gone viral. I'm not sure if that's what happened with you. 
Is that how it went down? Did it go viral? And that's how we yes. find you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. My my 15 minutes of fame, I was wearing a really hideous scrub cap and being escorted out by security. <laughs> I will put the link in my show notes so everybody can actually hear it themselves and watch it themselves. For those who have Instagram, you can see that. Um, but let's go and talk about how it came to occur, because obviously up until the mandate, well, first of all, up until COVID happened in 2020, you're you're probably just sailing along doing your career. And then COVID hits, things change for you. I'd love to hear how things change for you in San Diego and then how you saw the mandate approach up to this moment. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. And that day that I was escorted out, that was really my goal. Uh, I was at work working on a COVID unit. I had been, so that was October, 2021. And I had been a COVID nurse since the beginning. So since March of 2020, I uh, worked on a, a telemetry unit. So we did cardiac monitoring, but we basically turned into like the COVID floor. Um, and you know, if you were really sick, we sent you the ICU, but we were basically the COVID unit. So from the beginning in California, we weren't impacted very much. We heard these like horror stories coming out of travelers, traveling nurses who were in Detroit, in Chicago, in New York city and like epicenters. And we weren't seeing any of it. So you know, there's this big scare and we're changing everything and we're throwing out all of, you know, medications we were used to using like hydroxychloroquine and we weren't allowed to use ivermectin and like so much fear mongering, but we just weren't seeing it yet. So we didn't really start to see the big effects of COVID here in San Diego until the fall of 2020. Um, And that's of course, when the vaccine was available to medical workers. And I had not to that, to that point, I had been in COVID rooms for hours and hours and hours on end, right? Every week, every day of my shift. And I still hadn't gotten COVID. So I, you know, I prioritize health in my life. I, I sleep, I manage my stress. I eat well, I um, exercise, I get outside a bunch. I live in community. I have a relationship with the Lord, all these things that I think are really important for health. And I think that's why I didn't get COVID. I don't know. But when they were like, hey, you, this is available to you. And I said, I don't think I want that. I don't really think I need that. And through prayer and discernment and all, you know, really being put under the gun, um, I was very adamant about the fact that like, I, God did not want me to take the vaccine. It was really clear to me. Um, it's kind of hard to explain because the discernment, when you get discernment from God, it is it is not something you can always put your finger on or explain to your neighbor who doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. But that was it for me. Like God was like, hard no, your your body, your God-given immune system is perfectly adequate of handling this. Um, and so it was a hard pass for me. So fast forward to August of 2021. Okay, so now, not now it's like you turn, you know, they we the whole phrase hero to zero. That's absolutely what happened. Because now I'm the enemy. I'm enemy number one for not getting vaccinated. But I have been in these rooms taking care, serving my community for months on end with sometimes without the proper protection, right? Showing up to work in the beginning when we didn't have masks that fit us, um, when we didn't know what we were walking into. We didn't know if we were bringing it home to our families. I had no one to watch my kids because people were too terrified that I was going to give them COVID and they were going to die. 
you know, so from that to, I can't believe you're so selfish and you won't get vaccinated. I'm like, what? Listen to yourselves. Yeah. That's a point that um, a lot of people haven't brought up here. Here you have somebody not willing to even actually keep her children. And if I'm not mistaken, you said your kids are eight and 10. Yeah. They were like six and eight at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So young children who need to be cared for, the people are afraid to even keep your kids just because you're working inside of a COVID unit. So yet another impact of COVID that was experienced by those. Okay. That's great to hear that that was another. My husband's a, yeah, he's a first responder. So we, we showed up to work while you guys were all staying home too scared to leave your houses. So like, it's just it, but it's because of my faith, my husband and I, I'll never forget the day we were sitting on my porch early on in COVID. And we were like, well, we have two choices. We can be terrified or we can just do what we've always done and just show up to work and use our brain and not live in fear and trust that God is going to take care of this and that God has a plan for all this. And that is what allowed me to feel confident throughout this entire thing was knowing that God is in control. Oh, I just love hearing that. When you said something that just really piqued my interest, um, you were saying that when God is telling you to do something, it's really not something you can put your finger on and say, this is the thing that I can tell you with authority is why I knew I wasn't supposed to do this. But believer or not believer, there's this thing called the conscience that everybody really guides their life with literally every single day. Sometimes you don't even know why you decided I- I'm not going to wear that purple outfit today. I think I'm going to wear the yellow one. And you have no idea that you may be going to a place where a serial killer was going to target only purple people. And, <laughs> and but God knew and you only had on yellow. So you weren't targeted. I mean, it's as ridiculous as that may sound. Sometimes you, you go ahead and don't follow what Siri says for you to do on a turn. You follow the other route and you don't even know why sometimes you, you feel like you should do it. You just do it. And there, there are so many things in our life that we make decisions on based on our gut feeling, our conscience, don't eat that, do eat this, whatever it may be, exercise this much, don't exercise that much. We, we make decisions all the time as humans based on what we feel like is right internally. But all of a sudden, you, just because you weren't willing to get this one injection, you, you're supposed to go against your conscience and your gut and everything else that you may. And, and if you had read something, you're supposed to go against everything just because the pressure is so high. So did you start losing friends in that work environment over this matter initially? Uh, my friend, we had a really amazing community. Uh, I would say there were some people that, not my friends, um, cause people respected and understood that this to unilaterally say that one medical procedure or, uh, one medicine is something that every single person needs to take. Doesn't make any sense. And so I, I did have some though, that were legitimately scared for my life. And I would be like, this, Hey, like, you know, trying to talk me into it. And I was like, I'm good. I'm not scared for my life. Look at me. I spent hours in there. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be I, like, I don't need this. And I just feel really confident. It, it was so, it is really hard to explain the voice, hearing the voice of God, right? My little kids, my youngest one in particular, she's asking me, how do you know the voice of God? And I'm like, you have to be in the Bible. You have to know, you have to be reading God's scripture. You have to be in community with other believers. You have to be praying. You have to be quiet so you can listen to the word of God. It's really hard to explain that in in our modern American black and white, we want an answer. We want to see the proof. It's like, there is no proof for you, but I know the voice of God. And so when I, when it was just 
everything. And I, I even prayed, God, close this door. Cause I had, I was so sick of hearing about it that I was like, maybe it's not that big of a deal. And I, I made an appointment to get one. And then I was like, God, please close this door for me. If you don't want me to get it. And it was closed. It was slammed in my face. And so I was like, oh, well, that's an even more, even more. Thank you very much. Like it's, do you mind telling us how that door slammed? It's a little personal, but, um, yeah, you don't have yeah it was, it was, it was confirmed by two people in my life. Like it was very it, out of the blue. And, um, so, and, and it, just even what I asked her to do, she does not have to disclose to me no, for any reason whatsoever, or anybody else, what that closing door was. And that's one of the significant things about just the human experience. We really do not owe everyone an explanation for why we do everything that we do. And this, this event that happened in our society, especially like just this week, I got another nursing student who's going into nursing school, whose school, thank goodness, is going to let them not have the mandate, but the clinical institution is mandating it. And there's two pages of questions that they supposedly think they have to answer. And ultimately says, I'd say to the, each of these young girls, first of all, they don't have the right to even ask you these questions. They don't have the right to ask these questions, but they're demanding it of you. And we're going to give them some answers they won't forget. But the reality is, is that the, the, the pressure that's put in front of you made you feel like I have to owe it to everybody to explain myself. But she just said the door was closed. God answered her prayer. That's what she needed. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's something that I, I unfortunately think we've lost in our society today is that the, the discernment from the Lord, it's such a gift. It is such a gift to have a relationship with your creator uh, where he leads and guides you because he promises that. And so uh, it is really supernatural to tell you that I I was not scared at all during COVID um, and I'm not today. And the day I'll tell you that I, I actually asked since we're on this topic, I think it'd be interesting to let you guys know during COVID I was driving and I was in the old Testament. It was probably the spring of 2021. And I was driving to work and I asked God, I was like, why don't I hear your voice? Like someone like the old Testament, why don't I hear it like that? And literally clear as day, like someone was sitting next to me. The next thing that I heard from God was you need to stop drinking. And I was like, what? I don't have a drinking problem. He's like, that's not what I said. You need to stop drinking alcohol. And so I didn't, of course, listen because I was going on vacation and I was like, well, this is not a good time for me, God. But months fast forward to months later, where he said it loud and clear again, you need to stop drinking alcohol, period, end of story, not take a break from it. Like, this is something I want to free you from. I, it was like a darkness left me that I didn't even know I had. And I, Ever since then, it, like a piece of tape got ripped off my mouth. I've been a Christian my whole life. I was raised in a Christian home, but there was some kind of darkness keeping me from God's best in my life. And because I was obedient in that way, I think that now, like God was like, okay, now you're ready to be listening. You're now you're available to listen to me all the time and to be responsive and be obedient in that way. So that was July of 2021. And I started speaking very boldly in my faith more than ever before. Um, and I think that that was just preparation for what happened on a, in October of 2021 when I was at work. I received an email 
They said, Hey, this is funny for all you nurses listening who haven't heard this yet. My boss came to me. She's a lovely lady, by the way. And everyone that day was lovely. Just so everyone knows the security guard. It was like, not a, it was like a, not a, not a crazy violent situation. It was just an unfortunate, weird situation, a total violation of my first amendment rights. But my boss says to me around 10 o'clock for all you nurses who work in the hospital, you'll love this. Have you checked your email? And I, I was like, no, I haven't checked my email. First of all, I don't check my work email. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I'm definitely not checking it. 10 o'clock in the morning, I was the break nurse that day. So I was in a leadership role. I'm like helping everybody, answering call lights, taking people to the bathroom. I'm like not checking my work email. So it, I just think it's, you know, side note. And um, so I, but I, but I knew because I had heard I the week before so I, in August, I submitted a religious exemption and I wrote what I, you know, I said, I wrote my explanation for why I did not want to receive the vaccine. Um, and then I thought, and I had to test twice a week. I, again, to this day, I have never tested positive for COVID just so it, I just think it's interesting. Just worth noting, right? Everyone's yeah. And so I just thought I'd be testing till the end of time. You know, I had to test twice a week. It was very inconvenient. Uh, if you were vaccinated, you didn't have to test. And I was like, well, aren't I safer? I for sure know I don't have it if I'm testing twice a week. Anyway, another side note, doesn't make sense. Not a lot of that stuff didn't make sense. Right. And so October, they asked me, I got another email from HR. It was very, uh, it was very, I felt very violated asking me to further explain my religious beliefs. All right. So in other words, the first one was that there's a mandate out and you need to be considering being planning on being compliant. The second one was, oh, we see that you're basically not wanting to be compliant. So we've got to ask for more information because you filed your religious exemption after the first request, correct? Correct. Yeah. And that was, uh, I live in California. So yes, that was a requirement here in California to a requirement to work. So um, they were violated. How did you feel violated by that second one? Because I just don't think anyone can ask someone to explain their sincerely held religious beliefs. So when I say like what I, you've probably heard me say before, like I said in that comment, I don't need to write you a book report about this. This is between me and God. When people ask me, oh, did your pastor write you a letter? I was like, no, I didn't ask my pastor for a letter. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. And this is why, and this is why I, what I talked to God about, and this is what the discernment that I got in this situation. I don't need my pastor to intercede for me. Thank you very much. This is between me and God. And so I was annoyed that in America, in America, I just want to highlight this because if you're in other countries, they don't have the rights we have in America to have to explain your religion to in order to your religious beliefs in order to keep your job is a gross violation of my first amendment rights. Like it's simple. Yeah. It is very simple. Uh, and so, yeah, it was and I, so I just said, you know, basically like see previous answers. Like, I don't think I don't, I do not want to further explain myself to you in this way, you know, and I, I wrote some other things. It's I, I'm not actually at Liberty to talk exactly about what I, um, wrote because of my, the lawsuit that we're currently in, but I just, it felt, I was irritated and I was discouraged and, um, but I still was hopeful that I would just submit it and have to, you know, check their box or whatever that they felt like they needed to do. But a week after that, 
is when I, they sent the other email. And I just, when she said it, I just knew because I had heard through the grapevine that they were denying relig- some religious exemptions. Is that right? So you've already, ha- you already had some friends among your group that were already doing the same thing you were doing, but were, did they stick it out to the end as well and not get the vaccine? Well, Oh yes. And here's, here's where Kaiser, where I'll never understand this. And again, just poking holes in like what their logic, they accepted a lot of religious exemptions. They just didn't accept mine. Is that right? So what do you know was different about yours that did you, was it your refusal to fill in all the blanks? I don't know, but it shouldn't matter because they're, they're playing God. They're saying, Oh, their answers are better than your answers. Who can say that? Who can judge my personal relationship? So that day, this was part I said after I, you know, after I gathered myself, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. Here's here's another one for you nurses that are listening. They asked me to finish my shift so they wouldn't be out of ratio. <laughs> How convenient for them. Yeah. And I laughed in their face. So for those of you who aren't nurses listening, basically we have ratios here in California. You have to have so many nurses to patients. And they asked me to finish my 12 hour shift so that their staffing wouldn't be off. So they wouldn't have to call in someone or, you know, be in violation of the union. So I just thought that, I just think that's funny. So I laughed and I said, sure, I'll finish my shift. If you reinstate me, you know, if you give me, if you say that I will not be put out on administrative leave, like you guys are ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that you asked the wrong person to, to leave the hospital today because I'm not putting up with it. It's so simple, you know? So I decided to stay and call HR because they, what they told me was like, you, you need to call HR and follow up from home. And I was like, no, as soon as I leave this hospital, I will be a, a number and no one will ever get back to me. And I'm not standing for that. So my goal at that point was to shed light on what's happening to thousands of us around the country and different, not just healthcare workers, but people in all kinds of different jobs to show how illegal it is what's happening to us and that, and also to raise awareness for people who think this will be the end. And this is what I kept saying to my coworkers. This will not be the last thing that they ask you to do that you don't want to do. And so maybe you'll be fine with this one, but will you be fine with the next thing that they mandate you to do? And I want you to think about that. Well, Tori, that is evidence of insight that you had that I'm sad to say you witnessed as well. A lot of people just did not have that discernment and insight and whether it be your, your home, not, I wasn't going to say homeschooling yet, but the Christian background, your faith that you're walking on, but how long had you been homeschooling your children before this moment happened? Had you been homeschooling? I homeschooled homeschooled during 20 in 2021, um, because I didn't want them on computers all day long. They went back to school to the public school system in 2022 and they had to wear masks the whole year. And one of my, my second grader at the time, or my first grader at the time, uh, after Gavin Newsom didn't wear a mask at the Super Bowl, she decided that she didn't have to either. So she sat outside with her classmates for several weeks, basically getting no school. Uh, and no one ever called me. No one ever wrote me a letter. No teacher, no administrator ever reached out to me, right? And said, you know, hey, like, this is what's going on with your kids. I just sent them to school because she wanted to do that. That was her choice. And she's going to be a a hard teenager to parent in my, I'm guessing, because she's very (laughs) strong-willed. But she'll be doing, she's going to be doing something incredible when she gets older. But so then after, after 
2022 when my kids were masked all year, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. California is nuts. And so at that point too, we didn't know if they were going to mandate the vaccine to, to attend school. So I homeschooled them and best decision ever, best decision ever. Yeah. So uh, before we go to the break, we're going to have a break in just a minute. Um, I wondered whether or not there's something about those of us that go ahead and take the step out into the homeschooling community world that sets you apart to some degree that says, one, I am willing to do it. Two, I am not afraid to do it. And if I am afraid, I'm going to overcome that fear and trust, whether it be God or that I know my conscience is leading me to not keep my child in this situation anymore. And all the nightmares that we all watched across the country, it seemed that none were worse than California. So here your kids were in a situation where the school doesn't even seem they need to tell you that your child is being neglected for their academic experience, just simply because she's not wearing a mask. So that is, nothing seems to shock me anymore. The stories that keep keep coming out of the American people, they all need to be heard. And I am very proud of her for doing that, that she was strong and she knew who she was and she did according to her conscience. That's just brilliant. I love it. And when we come back, um, we will address, I want to address one of the things that has happened multiple times where nursing students are always calling me saying, this is the forms I'm having to fill out. And I'm going to tell you all some of the questions that Tori very likely faced. And they're very similar to what my husband faced for his company and what nursing students are facing out there as well. So when we come back, we'll address that. But I first want to remind everybody to know that the only way we can bring these stories to you is because we have sponsors and you can actually go to americaoutloud.shop and everything that is our sponsors is there for you. So everyone that's offering any products that you end up getting that are amazing products, whether it be a Genesis fogger that you want to put in your elderly person's home, whether it be nasal oral sanitation for yourself and for traveling or for your your vulnerable loved ones. We have supplements and we have doctors that are available to you. So we have TWC Health and we also have My Free Doctor as well. You do not have to deal with this broken system anymore. You do not have to continually contend with a system that is failing us. There are brave doctors who've already started organizations for us all out there. And they believe you when you say that you have a vaccine injury or they believe you when you say you don't want to get a vaccine and they'll help you get an exemption. So there is help for you. So everyone, please check that out at AmericaOutloud.shop. And we will be back after the break. It's time and World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow 
with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. I still have with me Nurse Tori Jensen, and we're going to pick up where we left off, but there's some things that we definitely want to be able to address. And one of them is some questions that she had to face being asked as a nurse that they dared to think that she owed them. And I'm going to read some of them out there so that y'all can hear them and hear what kind of stuff these professional institutions that are actually medical institutions, not religious institutions, dare to think they should have you answer them. Here's one. Please describe the religious and or practices that is the basis for your request for your accommodation. Please describe how receipt of the COVID vaccine violates such religious beliefs. If applicable, please provide any supporting scripture or other texts that relate to such religious beliefs and or practices and how it pertains to the COVID vaccine. Do you refrain from all vaccines on the same basis or is your objection limited to the only the COVID vaccine? If it is only the COVID vaccine, please explain the difference. When did you adopt such religious beliefs or practices? Other than refraining from vaccinations, how else do you demonstrate such religious beliefs or practices throughout your daily life? Like, tell us how you live as a Christian. And then they say, please attach affidavits or other documents from another person describing your beliefs and or practices, including information regarding their observation of when you embrace such beliefs and or practical practices as well as how you have demonstrated adherence to such beliefs and or practices. And these supporting documents from a religious leader or fellow adherent or other individual who shares the same beliefs or practices with explanation about how receipt of COVID-19 vaccine 
interferes with such beliefs or practices? And that is just a few on the list. Did you face those similar questions? Yes, that was the follow-up questions that they asked me because initially it was just write your religious exempt reasons for not getting the vaccine. And then it was similar questions for follow-up. Yeah. So if everyone was paying attention to that, you can tell who in the heck do they think they are? And some people were asked, you know, what is the phone number of your religious authority so that we can call them and ask them these questions about you? And they're like, Nurse Michelle, what do I say? I say, you write the following name, Jesus Christ. And on the phone number, you write G-O-D-C-A-L-L-M-E. Call me. God, call me. That's who you can call because I'm not, there's nobody else's authority that matters in this conversation. I am an autonomous individual with my own autonomous belief system. And I reserve the right to say no to anything I don't want in my life, my mouth or my body. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was just, uh, it's unbelievable that they here's okay. So I was in administration before I was a nurse. So I was a registered dietitian. I was a supervisor of clinical nutrition. And then I went back to nursing school and went into nursing. So as an administrator, you can't even ask how old I am, much less ask me to explain all of these things to you. I mean, you can't ask my gender. You can't ask if I have kids. I mean, and here we go. I actually said to my my, uh, my boss, when one of my tests didn't go through and I was at work, right. And she was like, I don't see your test results. And I looked her dead in the eye. I said, Oh my gosh, how uncomfortable for you that you have to ask me about my personal medical information as my boss. It's I'm sorry that Kaiser put you in that position, you know? And then it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Because wow. When you put it in those terms, cause everyone, everyone just made a big excuse for everything for COVID. Oh, it's COVID. We have to, it's like, no, No, you don't get to ask questions like this. The rules don't always change suddenly just because you say they do. You were mentioning that when they were going to take you off, that you said, no, I'm going to go by HR first. What, how did that happen? Well, I found out that day there was no HR in my hospital, but I didn't realize that because I've never been in trouble. I was a upstanding employee with no, no problems, but yeah, there was no HR. And so I'm like, you're kidding. There's no place I can go talk to someone. If I have an issue, oh, well, you can call. So I called and they were like, oh, you're going to have to call national HR. So I called national HR and they said, oh, we don't make those decisions. Uh, It is an independent group. This is after being on hold for hours and hours, by the way, I'm just summarizing for you guys. This is an independent group somewhere that's making these decisions. There's no phone number. There is no address. There's no email. There's no way of getting in touch with them. I said, so there's, so I'm losing my job but there's no one for me to talk to, to explain to them, to clearly uh, articulate my religious beliefs and why I'm not, and why I'm not getting the vaccine because of them. So maybe you misunderstood, you know, I'm giving you guys the benefit of the doubt uh, for, you don't deserve it by the way, but I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. So can I talk to someone? And then, you know, then of course they put the manager and the manager's manager on the phone with me. And I said, so you're playing God. Is that what you're telling me? because you're making a choice, you're making a judgment about whether or not I have sincerely held belief. And this, this lady was a God fearing woman. She said, Oh no, Oh no. Oh no. I, I do not mess around with that. I am not playing God, ma'am. I am so sorry. This is happening. Like, and I said, Oh, okay. Just a little human moment for you there to realize what this is. Did you ever actually get an authority that had a less than God fearing response for you? 
Uh, no, they all just said, well, so they were, they did call, you know, the, the CNO, the nurse executive who I'd never met. And she like out of a meeting, cause she asked that she tells me, you know, they called me out of a meeting to come talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, you think I'm bothered? You think that I'm inconveniencing you right now, but I'm losing my job for my first amendment rights. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm losing my job because you don't think I have a sincerely held religious belief, but I'm inconveniencing you had to step out of your meeting. Like, Oh, go tell someone else because this nurse is not going to, I don't care. And I looked her straight in the eye and said, like, you're going to think about me when you go to sleep at night tonight and realize what you did was so wrong. And all the things that they're asking you to do, they're a violation of my first amendment rights as an American much less like who cares about COVID? Like you guys can't, well, it's COVID. I can't tell you how many times that day someone said, well, it's COVID. We have to. Okay. So who was the official authority that said to you, you're out of here, girl? Uh, well, I guess it would be HR ultimately, right. Or whoever made that. I, I think, and they'll never say, I think they had a consulting company just come in and like, I think these big companies did to figure out who's lead, who's, who's got to go. Um, but that day I stayed there all day, just raising awareness. And my, my union came and spoke to me and it turns out my union had a backdoor meeting with the administration. And my union said, you know, if you're going to do this, we can't support you. And I laughed at them too. And said, well, you haven't supported me at all through this whole thing. So I, it doesn't matter. I'm not scared of you and this is wrong. And I'm going to tell everybody about it. So again, they interviewed me again at the end of the day, because I was still there and they're like, she's not leaving. And I was like, yep. And I'm not being violent and I'm not being disrespectful. I am just stating the truth and I'm not leaving until I talk to someone and they couldn't, they couldn't put me in touch with anyone. So they said, well, you have to leave. And I was like, but I'm not leaving. So they nicely got this new, this security guard to escort me to my car. (laughs) And so that's how it ended. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what happened since you walked out of the door? What, what then? Uh, it's, I, I was, I was in total, I went through all the stages of grief. I know this is crazy to think about, but I went through all those. I was in such denial for so long that this was actually really happening to me. Um, and then the anger came and then the, I, I forget what comes after that. But the the acceptance finally kicked in. But I decided in July of 2022 that I was going to start a business. Um, I had tried to, I worked for a clinic and I've always wanted to combine my nutrition background and my nursing background to help people really get freedom with health and to, to actually influence them. So I started a weight loss coaching business for women and for Christian women, particularly, I take everybody, but I talk about Jesus a lot. So if that's not good for you, then it's not a good fit. But um, just really simplifying what it means to take care of your body and to bring healing through nutrition and through stress management and also through mindset with focus on biblical principles. Because I have women that have been dieting for since they were there in their 70s, since they were, you know, for 50 years, and they're finally finding some freedom in this area of their life. But it's because they've never understood how to take care of their body and they've never included God in the process. Is this something they can only be a part of with you if they live locally or can they get access to you? No. Yep. Anywhere. Yep. They can, um, you can find me on toryjensen.org is my website and you can find out more about that or you can follow along on Instagram. Uh, the Tori Jensen is where I provide lots of nutrition uh, advice for weight loss, uh, for hormone balance. And um, we have a lot of fun too. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes so that everybody can just click right on it easily in the show notes. Now, going back, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited that's out there and that it's another beautiful 
beauty from ashes story absolutely to all the people that were persecuted have turned it around for something even more amazing and the lawsuit that you've got going on i wanted to first before we talk about that one is remind everybody about the lawsuit known as Thomas versus Maricopa. So if you have a child that is going into medical school or nursing school, this lawsuit has already gone to the Supreme Court and effectively won and is a precedent setting case where two nursing students were being forced to get the vaccine. And there were thousands within this program. Only two went to a lawyer to do something. The majority gave in to the vaccine or dropped out of nursing school and just rerouted their lives because of the mandate. And people don't realize that the largest exodus of our country of nurses, nurse practitioners, and medical people in general um, left our, their professions over this uh, mandate. And Thomas versus Maricopa, you can cite in any of your nursing school um, that is being required upon you to say, it's unconstitutional to mandate this vaccine upon the nursing students. So that's a standing lawsuit. The um, Navy SEALs have already benefited from this lawsuit and many other people have as well. So what's going on with your lawsuit? Well, unfortunately, I wish I had some exciting news to tell you, but it's a huge lawsuit with there's over 400 of us from Kaiser. There were thousands of us that lost our jobs from this, but um, only 400 of us are in a lawsuit. So it's currently um, stuck in the courts, basically. And there's 11 other uh, lawsuits against Kaiser that they're combining. And so basically we are waiting on a judge. It's going to be tried in Los Angeles and Lord help us because <laughs> it's going to be in Los Angeles. Um, but we have an amazing lawyer. His name's Dan Watkins. And uh, he is he was one of the only ones willing to take on these cases um, in the beginning. And it's just so encouraging. And he is representing lots of different uh healthcare workers, but also police, uh, and I think some school districts as well. And so if you want to go support our efforts, you can go to declaretruth.us and you can get updates there. And you can also donate to support the cause because there are so many of us that lost our jobs and the legal fees are insane. Um, and so just to, to support, if this is something that you don't want to see happen again, to, to fight the tyranny because what's, what's awesome is like, we don't expect to get a lot of money out of these cases. Like we're, I'm doing this because I don't want to see it happen again. And so if you're in that boat, then please, please help support this because it'll affect your kids. It'll affect your grandkids. Um, we need to, to turn the ship around. The very state of California is becoming a place that people are wanting to exodus out of our state was of Georgia was filled with Californians in 2021 because there's so much going on. So yes, it takes all these warrior moms, all these warrior nurses that are out there fighting the good fight. So um, we'll make sure that all that information is in the show notes so y'all can reach out to her. And what she's reflecting, and, and perhaps all 400 of these nurses that are in this lawsuit are the people who asked questions and said no, and just went with their, you know, that trusted their conscience. And now they know, they fully recognize that there was money sometimes even involved in a lot of these mandates on these medical institutions, the hospitals were gaining money because of these policies that were put out. So it may be the loss of money through litigation that's going to get them corrected and fix this system. So our children don't have to have these same battles. So we're so thankful for what you're doing there, Tori. Now, when you were back as a COVID nurse, before all the crazy stuff and they fired you, were you actually hanging remdesivir and what were the meds you were seeing? And tell us a few things about what you witnessed as a COVID nurse. Oh gosh, that really takes me back. I'll, I never forget. I'm such a visual person though. Like I'll, I never forget 
when I walked in and I was doing my, my morning routine where I would look at my patients and see what I what meds they had. And the day, and since COVID was so new and we weren't really sure people weren't sure how to treat it <clears throat> at the time we were using hydroxychloroquine. So this was like early on, this was like in March, March, April, um, zinc, vitamin C. Uh, I don't think they'd even started using steroids yet at that point. I, I, cause I think that came next, so but who, I, and I'm, who was the, I don't think we, for who was making it okay to use hydroxychloroquine, which would become the forbidden drug. Do you know who, um, no, I mean, so I worked for Kaiser. They were, that was early on, but the, here's, here's what it was. I was looking. So, you know, I'm like, okay, there's a cocktail. Basically I had, I had uh, five, four COVID patients. They all had the same meds because they weren't, unless they had some other comorbidities they were in there for, which so many of them did. I, I didn't see any COVID patients that didn't have obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, immuno, they were immunocompromised from something else. I didn't see normal, healthy people in the hospital from COVID. So that's something else um, to, to note, but you know, they're all on the same thing. So I'm like, wait a second, we're not giving hydroxychloroquine. I remember turning around to my, to my friend and going, we're not doing that anymore. They're like, oh no, we're not doing that anymore. And so, because we're afraid it's going to raise their QT levels, which is like, well, we always monitor for that, but we give it all the time. And these patients are on cardiac monitors. And it's like, I was confused because this is a normal drug that we, that you give, can give pregnant women. Right. But that day, I think it was that day. I, so this is where my, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that day, but it was right around that same time. I had my first patient on remdesivir and he was one of the first to receive it in the hospital. And I remember it was a big deal because I was, there was an infectious disease doctor that camped out right in front of his room. This guy had um, HIV. I think he had hep C. He was very immunocompromised and he had COVID um, and he was not doing well. He had severe anxiety. He was, you know, that alone can compromise your breathing. I mean, he was, he was a critical situation. And I remember this infectious disease doctor on the phone all day trying to get approval. Cause it was like this new drug remdesivir that we were going to trial and he was going to be one of the first that could get it. And, but he had to sign all this paperwork and we were trying to figure out like, how are we going to get him to consent to this? He's confused kind of, he's, you know, he, do we, do we take an iPad in there? What do we do? We can't take paper cause we can't take it out of the room. I mean, this is when like, we didn't know how it was being transmitted anyway, not to say from that moment on every single one of my patients, once it started ramping up, got five doses of remdesivir, no matter what they, it's just like, you had to check the box. And when you look back and now that we know remdesivir is, was hurting people, um, was, was causing kidney failure and other things. And that it wasn't a, like it, it was a drug that wasn't, uh, well, it wasn't established well before when it was used for other things, it was hurting people. It's unbelievable to me that we were giving it no matter what five doses, no matter the root, like it was kind of the thing where even if they're getting better, you still give it, you got to get, you got to check the box for them. And it's just, a, it's a huge money grab. No and then when you look back, what, you just go. Yeah. All medications are usually titrated to per, per person's age, weight, gender, et cetera. And you're saying no matter what, everybody got the same dose, everybody got the same amount, yeah. everybody got five yeah. days. Yeah. And people ask me, they're like, I can't believe you gave that. And I was like, well, I didn't know. I mean, I was literally like, you know, still at that point, like, okay, great. Like, and it wasn't, you don't see the results of it. Right. Like you don't, because as a, as a nurse, you don't see the immediate results unless you come back day after day after day and have the same patients. What happens is there's no follow-up. So I wasn't seeing that these patients were having problems from this. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I, I gave it to tons of people and I, 
uh, yeah, looking back, you just go, oh man. Yeah. Did you see them do poorly? I can't say that definitively. No, because I, like I said, I don't have, that didn't have that continuity of care. Um, but yeah, we sent plenty of people, plenty of people started circling the drain and we had to send them off to a higher level of care, but that I, I cannot in good faith say that it was, you know, that I can connect those dots based on my experience. Right. And the sad thing is, is what we need is all these records from all these hospitals of all these patients and all that data be, con- you know, conglomerate, like what, what were their liver profiles and all their labs before they put yeah. on Desivir? When did they start declining and what was the decline like? And somebody has got to be motivated to get all that information and start a study on it. But ho- hopefully somebody out yeah. there is that person that's going to help make that happen. Now, the, the fact that you had HCQ even being a normal thing is pretty impressive. That, that they were even given that early in the 2020 pandemic that most of us didn't even know was actually happening in hospitals that would later turn around and say, no way, Jose, on that. So right. beautiful about one part of your story is this, it looks like a lot of spiritual warfare that you feel like was going on throughout this whole process. Would you like to speak to that? Yeah, I I think it's one of those things, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So for those of you who haven't seen it this way yet, I will... I will, I apologize in advance, although I'm not sorry at all, because I think this brings absolute clarity to, to a Christian's life, um, that so much of, so much of the dissent, the discord, the, the breakdown of our, the attack on our physical body, the, the fear, all of that is spiritual warfare. Um, I, and now I, and it's so simple, really. If, if all of the, the attack on our physical body with the vaccine and with COVID and the fear and keeping us inside, um, is, is such a way to separate us and break down our, our, our bodies and ultimately break down our mind and our spirit ultimately. So as Christians in America, we don't really make a great connection between our physical body and our mind, but they are so intimately connected. Um, but the church doesn't talk about it a lot because I don't think they're comfortable with it. And, but if you don't take care of your physical body, then your mind is going to become uh, debased. That's what they talk about in Romans. Right. And, but we have made medicine, our God, and we've made science, our God. And so we turned there before saying, you know what? I'm going to do the things that I need to do every day to take good care of this gift. God's given me the temple of the Holy spirit. Right. Um, and I'm going to do those little things every day because God wants me to be strong and fortified so that I can go do his work. And so if you're out there and you're like, but I haven't had healing in my life. Like, I'm not saying that God always promises us health and wealth. That's absolutely not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that the, the attack on our physical body is an attack as image bearers of God in my like plain and simple, very black and white, that that is what COVID was. That is what all of this stuff that we're seeing with gender affirming care for young children. It is an absolute destruction of the human body as an image bearer of God. That is beautiful. I love, I love what you're having to say. And I see that no doubt everything that's going on, it is, it, for anybody who just sits back and thinks for just a moment, so much of it doesn't even correlate. It's like, how do we have all these BLM riots and all this insanity over burning cities down in the, as soon as we open up from a pandemic of COVID, it just didn't make sense. It's like who orchestrated this to happen. Also, we just went through trauma. Now we're having BLM riots all over the country. 
Now we're talking about this thing called critical race theory that we're being forced. It's being shoved down our, our kids' throats. And the next thing we know, we're talking about transgender rights and, and um, surgeries on children and cutting up body parts and all that. And, and what's happening right now during this Pride Month is the unbelievable expose of lewd and licentious behavior all in the public field where everybody can see what's going on. So it's like, is this really all happening around us all at the same time? And yeah. no doubt, no doubt there's more going on here than just we're in the post-COVID era. There's more to this. And I appreciate you for bringing that to the audience to hear. Is there any particular message you have for nurses that are out there practicing right now that may actually even agree with you or now agree with you or new people maybe saying, I should have heard that. I wish I'd done. What can they do? What do you have to say for them? To them. I would say, don't, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I, I just say, ask the questions, ask the questions they don't want you asking and wait for them to answer, you know, ask the questions about vaccines. That's a whole nother topic, but there should be no question that we can't raise as, especially as nurses to advocate for our patients. I mean, if you're, this is what I said to the, when, when I talk to people who are not who are supportive of me losing my job. They're like, yeah, you should lose your job. I'm like, you want a nurse like me when you're in the hospital, you want a nurse like me asking questions and saying, why are we doing that? That doesn't make sense. That's what you want, but you got rid of us. And so if you guys, I just want to encourage you to not be scared to speak up and to ask questions and you can ask questions respectfully. And if people get defensive or they can't answer your question, that's a problem, right? But you don't be afraid to ask the questions. I love it. That is exactly right. And honestly, just hearing her question and hearing her conscience questioning whether or not, even though she knew her conscience was telling her to not, she felt like the Lord was telling her to not get this vaccine. She still tested it and said, okay, if if I'm going to go ahead and even set up an appointment to get this vaccine and still requesting for evidence that if it wasn't the God's will for her body, that there was going to be signs and those signs came to her that I'm not sure if it's appropriate to say the word signs, but you got the message loud and clear. You were not supposed to get that vaccine. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for coming here and telling your story. And we're going to get a follow-up with her after we get some progress in this lawsuit, because there's 400 nurses like her. And then there's going to be some serious stories to tell about how this litigation goes down. So Thank you for going out there and fighting the good fight. For those of you who are out there who want to be whistleblowers yourself, who have a story to tell, who haven't been a whistleblower yet, or you're afraid of being a whistleblower, I hope you can get a dose of courage from Tori and Nurse Jody and so many others that have gone on before that you can be brave. Bravery is rare, but it is, and courage is rare, but it is contagious. And we hope you catch that contagion. And that in your community, you do make some kind of difference and let the truth be known. So thank you, Tori. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. What a story Tori brings to us of the bravery of a nurse to act on her conscience. Tori's war started as a COVID nurse, then as a nurse standing up for her right to bodily autonomy and her right to not have to explain her sincerely held religious beliefs on a document her employer thought they had a right to impose upon her with such demands. Tori stood up for her constitutional rights. The war for truth continues now as she and 400 other Kaiser Permanente nurses and employees bring litigation to the door of Kaiser Permanente. And may justice prevail. Did your employer mandate the vaccine on you? 
If you did not comply, were you ostracized or ridiculed and treated unconstitutionally? Did you feel pressured or coerced into compliance for masks, vaccines, or testing? If so, reach out to Nurses Out Loud. Let us put you in contact with lawyers ready to help you fight for truth and justice. These stories must be told. We cannot leave the mistakes of this generation to the next generation. The battle of our generation is ours to have right now. If you love Nurses Out Loud, you have got to hear the other shows that are on America Out Loud. We have uncensored shows running 24-7 every day of the week. I have a few favorites, After Dark with Rob and Andrew. I love America and Bolden with Greg Bolden. There's great medical professionals speaking on the pulse every day of the week. Legal news with Tom Renz, you've got to hear. All you have to do is go to americaoutloud.com and you will see a drop-down menu that says shows. And you're going to see, you know, there's 25 or 30 different kinds of shows to choose from. And they're all running 24 hours a day. You can listen live from our best-in-class media player. That's right there on americaoutloud.com, or you can download the America Out Loud app to your phone. We want you to hear all the great uncensored news that is out there for you. Direct your attentions this way, and you will hear the latest on what's happening in your city, country, and world. Until next week. It's time